You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from Your Story Travel Company, Sheena and Margie. This is episode 526, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be sharing some rumors and news, and then Gina will share her favorite part of planning a Disney trip, and Margie will share a little bit about her love for pin training. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help you. Email them today at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. So we mentioned this last week, uh, there was a lot going on at Disney because they opened the reservation system back up if people already had 2020 resort reservations and tickets. You had to have both, then you were allowed to make some modifications, but you had to call in. Between all of us, um, we put in a lot of hours. <laughs> That's putting it light. I was going to say, Stephanie got, went to the dentist, got a tooth filled, and still was on hold. <laughs> went to four dentist appointments in that time. And then oh Gina was on hold, and they didn't give her some very, for seven and a half hours or something like that? Seven hours. Yeah. And so then they didn't tell her that when they upgraded her guests, the money would go up for a little while, but then it was going to roll off because there was a... You know, like some paperwork. That yeah, they had a guaranteed thing and they had to go through par- paperwork. So then she was on the phone with me for four hours and something on Friday. So it's been interesting. If you are still struggling and you have something that you need to make change on yours, we're praying for you, first of all. And number two, you may want to reach out to one of us because we've kind of got a system now. We know how to kind of make things better and work a little bit more effectively. And we're happy to help you guys. Also, they started booking for 2021, which was a little confusing because you can't buy, you can't add on to your 2020 reservation, but you can book for the next year. So that was kind of crazy a little bit. On Monday, they sent out emails to everybody whose dining reservations were canceled and set for 2020 and said that they could start making the reservations for the park, which makes sense now because last year when, our last week when we were trying to make reservations, for park restaurants it wasn't allowing us to and they i guess were waiting for things to slow down from last week and so now starting uh yesterday tuesday june 30th you can make your dining reservations hopefully at the places that you had before Um, i'm sure that it will look a little bit differently i don't know if you guys saw any other articles on that or not i just saw the email and i saw margie posted something about it this morning as well I did not post about it. It was oh, somebody. Oh, I thought you emailed. did. Sorry. No, and I was trying to find. They said that it came an email that we were able to make reservations starting tomorrow, like new reservations. But I couldn't find the information. I did not have an email about it. Apparently, we can make new dining reservations soon. The only thing that I was a little sad about was the email says by calling and we all know how fun that was last week oh no 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 i'm gonna get up (laughs) my gosh i dare tell you that i only stood on hold for 10 minutes what when (laughs) it was on sunday so i i i don't want to say this because now everybody's gonna call on sunday but (laughs) 
call on Sundays and <laughs> it, you'll get in. And it was like, I want to say it was a two in the afternoon. So it wasn't first thing in the morning. But the cast member that I spoke to, I said, did you really just answer the phone? And she said, yes. And she was so happy, so excited. And I said, my agent friends have been on hold for up to six hours. How are you already answering it after 10 minutes? And she said, well, I've been looking at the log or whatever. Nobody's there. So I guess come Sunday is when everybody dropped off and got all their answers questions well, answered. I think each day it slowed down too because mm -hmm. like Monday oh no not Monday was it I guess Wednesday that we couldn't get in at yes. all yeah. And then, yeah last week on Wednesday and then Thursday Gene and I both got in but and it was six and a half hours before our phone calls were answered mine was answered and I was hung up on so that was fun um and Gina helped me out there because I was I was probably more upset than I've ever been <laughs> and I can um, only imagine oh I my felt gosh. so bad for you guys I, I just stood there with my eyes like bulging out of my head and my nieces were there and Lucy was there and they were staring at me and they're like what's wrong what's wrong and I was frozen like I couldn't do anything and then seconds later Gina was like I got it I'm like oh you have to help me um, and then the next day Gina weren't you on hold you and Vicky for like four yeah I well I had called like right at like seven o'clock and like within a half an hour somebody picked up but like it was cutting in and out really bad so I couldn't hear her and I kept saying hello 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 but she hung up on me oh, like, oh my gosh so Vicky's like I'm on hold and she's like, hang on, I'll call you. So she called me and we did it two way. That was amazing. <laughs> and it was so funny. That's what I well, said. No, on Sundays you can get in very easily. Well, Vicky would have had a good that. time because we were singing to each other by the time. <laughs> we were. We were like, this is the fourth time. I the one did John you have Williams music the whole time or did it stop yeah, after two no, hours? We oh, had wow. music the whole time. And the John Williams piece that plays in the American Pavilion at Epcot. I love that piece. And the first two times I really was enjoying it. And then when it got to like the fourth time, I'm like, to Gina, I said, is it sad that this was a better song two times ago or something? Because <laughs> it was just, you know, you can only love it for so much. There's so many Disney songs. I can't believe the loop doesn't play longer than that, but. And I have to say, I had It's a Small World in my head the rest of the day. Oh yeah. I was yeah. at the racetrack singing it. My husband was like, really? You're singing that song? Just the mention of it. Now I will have it in my head for the I'm rest sorry, of the day. <laughs> we'll sing something else to you later. So Stephanie's okay. got some news about the reopening. So I'm looking forward to hearing what she's going to teach us or tell us, I should say. Yeah, Vicki, I do have a little bit of um, information. And it's mainly just about with them reopening, they are hitting their their numbers already. So it's... I think it's booked for July and August already. You know how you have to go in and make park reservations? You can't. If you want to go to the park and you have not made park reservations yet, July and August are pretty much full. Um, so you're kind of out of luck. You're going to need to rebook that trip because you might go to Disney World and not be able to get in. Um, so park reservations are something that are very, very important for you to make. With 2020 being the year that it will be with the 50th anniversary and everything, you're gonna to wanna to get your park reservations in now. And I know a lot of people have kind of been in limbo with like, do I make reservations? How am I supposed to know what days I wanna to go to the parks? Because 
I don't know, are there gonna be extra magic hours or they're not? Well, right now there's not extra magic hours. So just go ahead and choose your parks based on which ones you want to see, which ones you wanna go in fresh scene. Um, go and just, just book those and make the reservations. You can always change them later, but it's better to be safe than sorry and to at least have a backup plan. And let's say you wanna change your days and it's not available. If that's your worst case scenario, that sounds like a pretty good worst case scenario because if your worst case scenario is, I wanted to go to Hollywood Studios and now I can't because it's not available for any of my dates, that would be pretty awful. So go ahead and just make those park reservations right away because things are booking up and reaching max capacity, which to me, I don't know, what did you guys think? Did you think that they would reach max capacity that quickly? I didn't. I mean, but then again, I. I I don't know. I thought a lot more people would cancel and Me rebook too. for later in the year instead of like, you know, actually keeping the reservation. I mean, I do have a client that kept hers and they're super excited about going. I thought the same thing, Gina. I was I was certain that so many people would be canceling and a lot of people did. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that didn't happen. A ton of people canceled and rebooked, but for those July dates for it to be opening and things to already be that booked up, that was kind of surprising to me. I thought people would probably want to wait and see how it goes and listen to other people about how how it went, but I guess people are just gung-ho to get to Disney. Well, it's only 25% at this point still, right? I'm correct on that? Yeah, I, Is I it? think so. So they're in, they're in the next phase, which means that it could be 50%, but Disney never released if they went to their next phase or not. Florida did. I think they're waiting just because for safety for themselves. The other thing is that is not just for people staying in resort, correct? That's also for Florida residents. Yes, and for annual pass holders. That makes sense then. That makes sense. Do we why. know what percentage they're basing it off of? Are they basing it off of full capacity, which is 100,000 at Walt Disney at Magic Kingdom? Or is it based on what their normal amount is in June and July? I would say they're basing it at full capacity. So that's still 50,000 people that are allowed inside of Magic Kingdom. If we're at 50%, but I did not hear Disney. Yeah, Disney has not, to my knowledge, I mean, I've read a lot of articles, but none of them said that they had bumped from 25 to 50. I feel like they're being cautious, which on their part is probably smart and only staying with the 25% until they've done at least a couple weeks of knowing what it's going to look like. Now, if it is 25%, then that's not bad. I I thought they went back up to the 50%, which kind of had me nervous. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there at 50%. That's still pretty packed. Yeah. I'm just surprised because so many people have been so adamant and not wearing a mask. And they have made it more than apparent. The mask is definite. You're wearing a mask or you're buying a mask. <laughs> if you say you don't have one or you lose one on a ride, you're going to go buy one. Or you can leave. Kind of like what we thought was going to happen anyway. All right, Miss Gina, some exciting things for pass holders this week. Yeah. So according to the Orlando news station WESH2, Disney will be allowing some pass holders into two of their parks for a special preview um, ahead of the reopening to the public. You know, all those other people that have made their reservations. Pass holders were sent an email on Monday to register for the event, and it is now completely full. 
Gotcha. I don't know how long it took them to, you know, get full, but it, it's full. So the event, which was open to every tier of pass holders, because there's like, what, three tiers? Mm-hmm. They gave the option of visiting the Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom on July 9th or 10th, which is just next week, which is hard to believe. Capacity to the event was limited and the reservations were given on a first-come, first-served basis. The email reminded the pass holders that face coverings are required for guests ages two and up and cast members. So that filled quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I just wonder how quick it went. I, I would love to know if it was like within an hour. I looked at that same article and I didn't see a time of how fast. I would like to know. Well, I think probably another reasoning for that is pass holders are having a really rough time getting reservations because they're kind of like the next step down. It's people who are resort people staying on site. They have first come first serve and then they have so many for these pass holders and then they have so many people who are just Florida residents. And so everybody's kind of have their, has their own tier. And I know pass holders are having a rough time getting park reservations. So if I was given the option to go and I wanted to go, I might be jumping at that too if I was a pass holder. So Margie's gonna give us an update on Disneyland, which was a, a shocker for this week. Speaking of opening and reopening, Disneyland <laughs> has actually postponed their reopening. It was supposed to be July 17th, which I felt was such a magical day reopen because it was 65 years after their original grand opening day so they originally opened july 17th 1955 and so i feel like they picked that date on purpose and then now they're having to postpone it now they're not giving an official reopening date as of yet they are waiting for california the state of california to indicate park reopening guidelines and that is not going to happen until after July 4th so there is still not a reopening date for Disneyland however downtown Disney district will reopen on July 9th as previously announced with health and safety protocols in place for their cast members and guests so maybe when they have that open they'll have a better feel for it kind of like Disney Springs for Orlando mm-hmm give them a little bit more peace of mind. I know that because of the petition, right? That Stephanie talked about the petition that they wrote is how they got it switched. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And I think the governor also had something to do with it too. Yeah, they said they gave out a um, an official announcement and they said, we previously announced a proposed phased reopening of our theme parks for July 17th, pending government approvals. We developed enhanced health and safety protocols for both cast members and guests as Shanghai Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, and Walt Disney World Resort that have been approved, allowing us to reopen in a responsible manner and bring our cast members back to work. The state of California has now indicated that it will not issue theme park reopening guidelines until sometime after July 4th. Given the time required for us to bring thousands of cast members back to work and restart our business, we have no choice but to delay the reopening of our theme parks and resort hotels until we receive approval from government officials. So it sounds like the government did have a little bit of a hand. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just Yeah, 
I don't think it was just because of the petition um, that might have helped out, but I do think that the government had a big hand on it. And California's having some issues over there as well. So it could have helped the governor make his choice too. Yes. Right. Like yeah, it could have persuaded him at least. It could have been a combo or the both. Yeah. So Fantasia Gardens opened this past Sunday on the 27th. They opened the fairway and the mini golf area. And the only thing that they need is they wanted people to make sure they were reserving a time because apparently they were filling up and they wanted to make sure that they're keeping people social distanced and their hours will be from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Disney released the trailer this week also in the background information on the new movie that's going to come out this fall, November 20th of this year. It's called Soul and I'm going to post a trailer to that later on our Mouse page page so that listeners can look it up it it looks like a super cute movie i mean not a surprise it's a disney movie so all of them the trailers always make me want to watch a movie and then i get excited about it the more trailers that come out also the long-awaited mulan live action movie that we've all been waiting for is supposed to or was supposed to come out july the 23rd it has now been moved to august the 21st I don't know about everywhere where everybody lives, but our movie theaters, one specific theater, I think it's Galaxy that opened this week. They're trying okay. it out. I have no idea which ones. I just opening. saw it on the news. And so I'm sure that Disney, like everybody else, is hoping that if they push it a little bit farther, that they will have a better attendance. Because, of course, that movie's been a big thing they've been talking about for two and a half years. So they want to make sure they're right. getting the most for it. Oh, yeah. That's my oldest daughter's favorite movie. Will She's she be so going excited. to see it? Yeah. We go see all the new Disney movies that come out. It's just both my daughters and me. It's just a girl's day. It's a good thing to have. All right, Steph, what do you have for us? Okay, I found this really interesting. Actually, I found this last week, like right after we finished recording. Of course. This this article is like a week old. I don't think anything else has come of this, but it's just a um, a travel stimulus proposal. So it's nothing that is happening. I would love for this to happen. Um, But the article is saying that they are proposing to have this uh, $4,000 credit to take a vacation in the year 2021 and 20, uh, actually it expands until 2022. So that's per person. So if you and your husband, you can collect $8,000 on this. I know, right? (laughs) Vicky's over here, like, woohoo, yes, let's do it. That would pay for Andrew's senior trip. (laughs) It would, this would be incredible. And um, the tax credit would cover anything like food, drinks, lodging, transportation, entertainment that you go see while you're down there, any sort of expense that can be related to your travel. The only thing is you have to be traveling 50 miles from your home. It's just trying to get people out of actually traveling. So you can't just do a staycation and then um, go out to eat a whole bunch and say you were on vacation or something and you want to write it off on your taxes. So you do have to actually go and travel somewhere. Um, But this isn't something that comes with an income limitation. So you can't make too much money and not have it um, work for you. Like this is good for anyone. And if it is passed, the only problem is that a lot of people right now, the reason that they're not traveling is because they've already been hit their income has already been hit so as a tax rebate it's something you have to wait for 
to get with your taxes. They're not going to give it to you right now, so you can't use it to then go for your trip. You have to pay for your trip and then put in this application for this and get it back on your taxes. So that's kind of the the one issue with it if it were to pass, but they're hoping that if something like this is to pass, it would do good things for the travel industry just because they're hurting so badly right now. Yes, they are. Well, and I mean, just what we've, just in the last two or three weeks of doing the show, what we've seen just at Disney and all the things that we've had to do and postpone and postpone and and change to this and change to that, uh, it's going to be bad for a while, sadly. Mm -hmm. And especially since cruises, which I know Gina was always useful to a lot of cruises, and they're not currently running. So they're canceled all the way up through September 15th. And I have a couple that's actually going on a honeymoon in the end of September. Ooh. I'm praying that they won't extend it. Oh, bummer. Because you already had to move that one, right? Yeah. Um, I moved it from March to September. And then I also had to cancel my own trip in March because of all of this. Now, it did sail, but it was just, it was like three days before we were supposed to leave that we just decided to cancel. It was just too much much going on too much uncertainty do not blame you at all yeah so this would go until january 1st of 2022 so you could travel the end of this year you could travel next year so gina if your your client has to rebook and they can't do it in 2020 they could go 2021 they could go throughout the entire year um and I, I mean, I hope that will help. I hope that they would pass something like that and people will be able to travel, but we'll see. Well, I feel like that's one of the ways that the government could help the travel industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like they can just give Disney World money. You know, they give, they've give they given, you know, other businesses money or small businesses. They can apply for loans during this time. But as far as, you know, the travel industry, it's because people are traveling. That's where the money is coming from. Well, and a lot of, at least a lot of my clients have kind of said, I, I'm not going to pay full price to go to Disney right now mm-hmm. if I'm not getting the full experience. Like they're taking half of the things out. If you ask, if you let me pay half price for those tickets, sure, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So Disney can't afford to do that because they're not at max capacity like they're already hurting and they already lost a bunch of money with being closed for so long right i mean i see disney's point of view and i see other people's point of view too i mean personally myself i've i've thought about you know changing my trip and just because well if this gets passed we will definitely use it right (laughs) right. (laughs) i would be more apt to take that trip (laughs) that's a nice trip oh sorry yeah oh yes Is it for kids too, or just adults? Per adult in the household. Okay. Okay. So you cap out at eight thousand dollars, but I'll take it's still it. Still a really good lot of money. Yeah. All right, Gina's got some news for us. Yeah, I am so excited about this. In fact, my sister-in-law and I were just talking about it about an hour ago. So, um, July two thousand twenty is going to be huge for Disney. And with the parks opening and, you know, everything else going on in July 3rd, which is Friday, 
Hamilton the movie is going to be released on Disney Plus. I am so excited, but I'm so upset because I am not going to be home to watch it the first night. Oh, My no. husband is racing Friday night, so oh. I, I guess I'm going to maybe try and sneak it in Saturday before we head to the other racetracks, but I'm just excited. I can't wait. <laughs> and then as we... Um, well, and it's opening, it's with the original cast. Right, right. It's the original cast. Oh, that's and, the amazing um, part. Right. Supposedly, it's going to be, like, the biggest thing to hit Disney Plus since Mandalorian. And for those of you who have seen Hamilton, you know that there are some questionable words in the play, in the show. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda has told Disney that he has taken those he told Disney that he took those out so that they could be on Disney Plus basically well, that was okay. nice hmm. just the two friendly. main bad ones <laughs> so so then also you know the big thing that we're talking about is that Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom and Disney World be, will be reopening on July 3rd and Hot in Hollywood will be on July 15th also hitting Disney Plus in July, on July 31st, which is the day after my husband's birthday, The Muppets will be on Disney Plus. I love The Muppets. Me I mean, too. who doesn't love them? They're just crazy. I know. I like the two old men. They're, they they crack me up. The president of our college looked like one of those old men, and so we called him that. And he oh, that's funny. thought it was great, but he did. He looked just, it's like they modeled his face for one of those puppets. It was great. That's hilarious. All right, Miss Margie. Okay, so if anybody follows me on my Facebook page, Finding Adventure, one day at a time, you know that I absolutely love random holidays. I love them. I go to checkaday.com. It tells me what the random holidays are. I don't even know what they are for today. But on Friday, it was International Yoga Day. So hopefully you did yoga on Friday. If not, it's okay. Uh, The Shanghai Disney Resort did enough for all of us because they they hosted hundreds of cast members for a cast-exclusive yoga event and provided thousands more all over the world, all the cast members all over the world with a digital event offering. And so, and even Mickey Mouse was there doing yoga with all the cast members in front of the castle there in Shanghai. And you can go to the Disney Parks blog and there's a behind the scenes video of that day there at Shanghai. I just thought that was really cool that Disney did that for their cast members and it was just a fun way to celebrate International Yoga Day. Were they social distancing? They were. They were. They were. (laughs) I remember reporting on this a couple years ago at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando because Nick was like, what are you talking about? And I had to show him a picture and the people all had their mats laid out in front of the castle. It was so cool. And Minnie That's and Mickey awesome. were out there on the stage doing it with them and stuff. So Yeah, and Mickey was even in his like little jogging suit <laughs> like, doing yoga. So cute. So go check out that video. It's really fun. And I'm glad that Disney did that for their cast members. Especially right now, like yoga is a very calming thing to do. And I'm sure a lot of those cast members are full of a lot of stress. And so 
to to offer that to them as a little I hope you're okay kind of right. thing. Right. Do some yoga. I love yoga. So relaxing. Yeah, I wish I loved it. Any talking. Yeah. I, there's a, only a few things that I know about yoga. <laughs> I don't. I'm like stuff. Like, well, some I of it I can't do, do, but yeah, I can't do it. But so last Friday, June 26th was the nine year anniversary of Disneyland opening Cars Land, which I didn't, I don't think that I realized it was that long ago till I found that this or found out this week. And the Imagineers like celebrated. They released a video to remember the celebration. And I'm going to put that up on our Facebook page later this week so that people can also celebrate. But what a cool thing, nine years. So next year it'll be 10 years already that they made Cars Land. And if you've never been there, like me and Stephanie, and I don't know anybody else. Have, have you, been you there, never Gina? been there? To Disneyland? Disneyland yet. I haven't either. <gasps> Margie, it's just you. <laughs> Cars Land is one of my favorite lands at Disneyland because it's so, I mean, you just feel like you're in Radiator Springs and Lightning McQueen is there. I just love that, right? I just love that whole land. So you guys got to go specifically for Cars Land. My son wants to. That That's on his bucket list. That's the only reason why he wants to go to Disneyland is because of Cars Land. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So I have a little update on something I kind of talked about last week was the limited experience with the character dining. They are also adding Garden Grill in Epcot. It's going to be open with some limited character dining experiences as well. It also has masked characters. So you got Chip and Dale and you have um, Mickey and they are going to probably just follow suit and do some of the same stuff where they've got some distancing and they parade them around. It won't be the same experience as before, um, but you will be able to see characters while you are at Garden Grill and Epcot. And that just gives me hope that they are going to keep doing that. Like, go ahead every week. Add another one in the mix, okay? Like, let me report on this every single week that we now have another character dining to add to the list. Because, <laughs> I mean, I really like the character dining experiences. I'm looking Pretty forward awesome. to it, Stephanie. Me yeah. too. <laughs> okay, so um, your story travel company is getting ready to roll out their very first newsletter on July 1st, which of course is today. So if you are interested in getting in on our newsletter, you will recognize a couple of names. Um, you'll recognize me, Vicki, and Stephanie. We all are writing for it. Um, so if you are interested in our newsletter, just send an email to info at yourstorytravel.com and put in the header newsletter and it will get sent to me and I will be able to add you to our list. Gina, can you give us a little, like, what are some of the things that we might see or hear or read? For most of each month, you're going to get dates on, like, different things that have happened in the past, like history, things like that. Um, you're also going to get a few tips in there each month. You're also going to get some, um, like, merch of the month. Um, you'll get to see what new merchandise is out there on Shop Disney, which is one of my favorites. Also, you'll get to see some, um, uh, you'll also get to see some products that um, we like to use at the parks. And we will also give you the links to those so that you can purchase your own test amount at the parks. 
we're also going to start showcasing um, agents. So you'll get to learn a little bit about our agents each month. And we'll be doing some um, blog posts that are going to connect back to your story travel blog. And it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of good information all in one place. Yep. And it'll be a monthly newsletter every right. first of the month. Yep. It's going to roll out on the first of every month. And Margie? For those of you who are waiting and anxiously awaiting, one, for Walt Disney World to reopen, <laughs> and two, <laughs> for Space 220 to open. Now, do you guys know about this restaurant, Space yes. 220? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have heard a lot about it. For those listeners who do not know about it, it is a really amazing restaurant that they are going to be opening in Epcot in Future World. And here's a little description about the dining experience. To begin the voyage at Space 220 Restaurant, guests will board a special space elevator that will ascend to the stars. Along the way, viewports will give you an aerial view of Epcot as you travel high above the planet Upon your arrival, guests will enjoy a celestial panorama from the space station with the ability to peer out and enjoy amazing daytime and nighttime views of Earth from 220 miles up. So So that sounds amazing. I'm so excited for this restaurant to open. However, they used to have an opening date of November 2020, and that got pushed back to then they changed it to winter of 2020 which actually can go all the way through March of 2021 and ever since Disney World closed they've been very hush hush about an opening date um I wish that I could tell you (laughs) I I know I'm like letting you on the seat of your the edge of your seats I wish I could tell you an opening date but they still do not have an opening date for space 220 and honestly, that could be pushed back again. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing saying that just because they said winter 2020 and they have until March, 2021, they might have to push back again. They so might have knows? to. They're having a lot of problems with um, with hiring, of course, right now, and with training and <laughs> with all of those different aspects that a restaurant needs to be open for in order for it to be opened. So, and I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of training that needs to go forth for Space 220. But I just, it just got posted a couple days ago that they still do not have an opening date for Space 220. We will keep our ears and eyes open and hopefully one will be announced. It'd be interesting to see. It's probably gonna be hard to get in. Yes. (laughs) All right, so Gina is gonna share with us your favorite part of Disney planning for your family or for anybody actually. I don't know if I have like a favorite part I guess it's like the whole process just to dream about the trip of what you want to do you know where you want to go and over the years for me it's gotten a little bit better because our family is so big that it's hard to get like reservations for certain places for you know a big group so now that our kids are old enough that they can venture to the parks themselves or go back to the resort, it's a lot easier. In fact, uh, my husband and I make separate fast passes for us, and then the kids have their own fast passes. So it, it's that's the cool thing about it. But me becoming, you know, a Disney travel planner, I 
had, you know, just done my own. And then I started doing it for friends. And, you know, then the door opened and it's like, oh, hey, why don't you start, you know, making some money at it, you know, work for Disney. So that's how I did it. And I like the fact that when I am planning someone's trip, I'm planning it like it's my own so that I know that they're going to have the best time that they can. And, you know, when they're there, if anything happens and they need my help and, you know, they don't have to deal with it. They can just call me and I'll be on the phone, you know, hey, this is what's going on. And honestly, the trick is is to remember that the cast members are people just like us. They have bad days. They get frustrated just like we do. And I just try and treat them like I would want them to treat me because it's not their fault. I mean, just like being on hold with them for seven hours the other day, it's not their fault. It's, you know, it's just a crazy world that it is now. So I'm not going to take it out on them. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of people taking it out on the cast members and it's not their fault. But I mean, I, I love helping people. And I mean, even if, you know, they don't book with me, a lot of people just reach out to me and say, hey, you're the Disney expert. You know, what do you think about this? I don't mind helping, you know? And usually most of the time, um, the next time they'll book with me and just not worry about it, you know? But I just like the planning. I'm one of those people that I will book fake trips, you know? (laughs) Just to see what the prices and stuff are for certain times in the year and, you know, to do, do certain things. Yeah, we had an amazing cast member on Friday when we were there and she said to hold on because I couldn't remember her name and I didn't know if Gina heard it either. And so she's like, oh, hold on for the survey. Well, I don't know if they didn't want us to take the survey, but they disconnected the phone call. And I I definitely wanted to give her kudos because she helped us with four different trips. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just one person's trip. It was I had two situations and then uh, Gina had two situations that we were trying to get handled. She was wonderful. And I feel terrible. And I was wondering if I write a letter to Disney, will I be able, if I say when it was and what trips we were doing, if maybe they'll somehow be able to link it to her because she's probably one of the nicest ones that I've had to deal with calling in. They probably can because they record those. Yep. She was just amazing. We got hooked with one at the beginning, um, like two hours into the phone call. And the poor thing she couldn't get it to work I don't know if she was newer or what and then she said I'm gonna put you through to guest services and we got all excited until we realized we were back on hold again and so (laughs) but then when we got the second lady she was just so helpful and um and the one trip that I'm doing right now is currently for someone that I'm I wasn't with your story yet and so I just did the trip for them because they're my friends and she's like, you need to turn that paperwork in. And I'm like, we tried. It's okay. I'm just trying to help them out. It's all good. And, um, but she was so helpful. She was like going to help me about the paperwork. And I, I mean, she was just very, very helpful to us. And so, yeah, you are right, Gina. Make sure that you, cast members are like the secretaries in a school. They are your gateway to everything. So make sure you're treating them the way that you should because they're like the gatekeepers. Right. You got to be nice to them. I don't think I've ever ran into a cast member that, you know, was grumpy or anything. I mean, I've been blessed to that all the cast members have been great and helpful and thoughtful. I haven't really had any like that. I know Nick has talked about in the past situations that he has had, but 
I've had some that weren't, you could tell they were doing their job and they were, they need, wanted to get on to the next person where I felt like this lady truly wanted to help us. Cause then once she realized we had more than one situation, she's like, okay, next situation. And I mean, she was just so was sweet great. about the whole thing. And then she's like, are you sure there's nothing else I can help you with? And I was like, I wish there was, because I would and it was funny because she was asking us. She's like, okay, who was the one that called in first? And they got on the other end. And we're like, oh, well, Vicky was the one that called in. And then she called me and I got in. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was so funny. She's like, you guys are smart doing that. Yeah, that is the way to definitely do that. We, it was. Sad that we had to learn that, but we did. And now we know two of us get on a line and we can take everybody's information and work it through the system. But the only thing that the issue that we had is I didn't know if I hung up, yeah, if it would hang up on all of them. So I ended up just staying on. It was funny. I felt bad, but she said she was still working, so it was all I good. I swear she caught us singing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Probably did. That's okay. It wasn't bad. That's one of my favorite parts about going to the Disney parks, though, is talking to the cast members. I think mm -hmm. that it's so much fun, and I actually think. My husband and I were able to go to Disneyland by ourselves and I think that was one of the things that I loved the most about it is when I didn't have little children around I was able to really talk to the cast members and they were talking to us and we were able to find out so much information and have so much fun talking to them and I just I love the cast members like I mean yeah I hardly ever run into any that are really having a bad day I think that a lot of them push through their bad days and for that we should be thankful for too. I'm sure there are bad days at Disney, um, but I just love, I love talking to the cast members and finding out information and, and they're just full of knowledge. You know what's so funny is most cast members you meet, they have like this bubbly personality. I don't know if they have to take this test or whatever. <laughs> One of my best friends is a former cast member. And she is just like that all the time. I mean, she's like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, she's just hyper. I mean, not really hyper, but she just, you know, she's very bubbly. Nothing gets her down. And she always has a smile on her face. And she's always singing, always singing. I personally feel like I would be a really fun cast member. I think you would too. <laughs> Margie, you would. I would love to work at Disney. I just think it would be so fun and so I exciting. can see it with you. Oh, definitely. You're so cheery. <laughs> I just think it would be awesome. If they let me wear my Disney ears, I'll do it. <laughs> and you could do your pin trading, right? Yes. They do yeah. make these um, Disney ears that looks like their name tags. I've seen them. They're super cute. Oh, I haven't seen those. That's and awesome. Actually, you can actually get your name put on it. Cool. Margie is going to talk to us about pin trading, and I wish you guys could see her ears. She actually wore pin trading ears, which I did not know was the thing. Did you make these? I did make these ears. They are homemade. They're very, very heavy, but I love them so much. And they're also very fragile. So pin trading to our family has become such a fun adventure and an added bonus when we go to Disney World or land. We started pin trading the second trip. When our first time at Disney World, we stayed at the Caribbean Beach Resort and they gave us three or four Disney pins in our room because of all the construction that was happening. And so uh, uh, as a little present, they said, here are some Disney pins. And right before we went, somebody on Facebook Marketplace was getting rid of some Disney pins 
And so I was like, oh, that looks really fun. I'll give those to my kids when we get to Disney World. And that'll be a cute little souvenir. We had no idea what pin trading was about when we went. And so we bought my one son, he wanted this lanyard. So we bought him a lanyard. So he held all of the pins. We had like eight pins for six of us. And we ended up trading pretty much every single one of those pins for a new pin. And then we traded them again and again and again and again. And so the next time when we went, it was just my husband and I, and we went to Disneyland. And as a present to my husband, I ordered, you can go on eBay and order um, just a huge set of pins for a bulk price. And so I did that. So we each had about 10 to 15 pins that we were able to trade while we were there at the park. And that's when I made my Disney, my Mickey trading ears. And they were, it was just so fun. And then when we went to Disney World with all of the kids, we decided to buy, I think we bought like a hundred pins a month before we left and we had them all on our dining room table and the kids and I and my husband, we each took turns going around and picking out a pin from this bulk lot that we got. And then we had just a bunch of pins that were left over that were our trading pins. And then the kids were able to trade their pins as well if they wanted to. So each of the kids had a lanyard and then they all had about 10 to 15 pins on them. By the end of the, I want to say by the end of the first or second day, I was in charge of all the lanyards <laughs> because <laughs> they weren't wanting to wear them anymore. I mean, my kids were seven, six, five, and three when we went to Disney World. So none of them really wanted to wear their lanyard. And then by the end of the trip, even then, I just had a huge bag of tradable pins and a huge bag of keepable pins so we didn't even mess with the lanyards but it was still fun to have them but for those of you who don't know what pin trading is Disney has a ton of pins that you can buy at the parks or before you go to the park and they have a really cute Mickey Mouse rubber a rubber stopper look like Mickey Mouse head yeah it's a little Mickey Mouse rubber stopper they're super cute and you can go to any cast member, pretty much any cast member has a pin satchel or they have a lanyard themselves, or there's also pin trading locations around the park. Every single resort has a pin trading board that you can check as many times as you want during the day. And they, and a lot of the guest services, the, the shopping stores, they all have pin boards and some of them are super cute. The one at Radiator Springs had a safety cone as their pin board that all of their pins were in. So anyways, you can go and you can trade. Now there are some rules to pin trading. Does anybody know any of the rules for pin trading? Well, I know that if you ask a cast member to trade, they have to trade with you. That is true. You ha They do have to trade with you. That is one of the rules. That's the only rule I remember. And Joey did it for quite a while. He has a big, the Mickey Mouse zip up satchel thing with the 
foam pages and they're full of oh yeah pins i want one of those right now we have all of our pins actually on our disney wall i've put them on little bulletin board pieces and so each kid has their own little square that they have all their pins on um so in order to trade a pin with a disney cast member the pin must be made of metal and have a representation of a disney character park attraction icon or other official affiliation it has to be there are pins that are called scrapper pins that they will trade with you they're basically like um, knockoff pins that people have made or you know really what you're getting in the bulk <laughs> bulk pins that you get from ebay um and a lot of the official pin traders are very angry about the scrapper pins Disney doesn't care. Disney, if if it looks legit, then you're able to trade it. And I cannot tell a difference between a scrapper pin and a regular pin, but the really big gung-ho pin trading people can. Um, so it has to be legit. And additionally, the pin must have a Disney copyright on its back, which all of my pins do. Guests must, must trade with cast members one pin at a time with the pin back in place. So you're trading, you're not trading an open pin and they're taking it and putting it on their satchel. You have to trade it closed with the pin back on it. And you can only do one at a time. And you can really only do one pin per cast member. Some of the cast members will allow you to do another one, especially if it's a little four-year-old asking for two. Um, <laughs> so, and that's the same in the stores as well. Sometimes they'll let you do two pins, but for the most part, they're only letting you do one pin at a time per board. Let me see, what was another rule? They have a whole pamphlet. It's like a really big thing, <laughs> pin trading. Well, did um, you do it at Epcot? Because I know there was a time during the day, like one to three in the afternoon near the future world where pin traders could meet up. So but they are very the, serious. At the big Mickey store there in Epcot. Oscars. Yes. They have a huge pin board that comes out at only certain times during the day. Two times during the day. And you can go and you can trade on that pin board, but it's huge. And a lot of times there's very rare pins that are on that board. And so a lot of pin traders will come at that time to trade. And when you're trading also, you're not allowed to touch another person's lanyard or pins. You have to ask to see the pin so that, and they can bring the pin closer to your view. So it's not like, you can't like reach in and grab their pin <laughs> kind of thing, which is kind of nice. Oh, and the other big thing is the cast member cannot have that pin already on their lanyard or on their satchel. So it can't be a duplicate. You can't trade a different, I mean, the same pin. And Did you know that you could do it on Disney Cruise Line as well? Yes. So they have it at Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, Hong Kong, Disneyland, Shanghai, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. It all started at Disney World, but then it became bigger and bigger and bigger. And now all of the parks have it. And the cruise lines have it too, which is mm -hmm. super fun. Abby got her first one when we went on the cruise, and then that started it all because she got a free lanyard, and then she had her pin, and 
from then on it was just it was over she when we yeah. went to disney world she started getting the pins and one she gave to me and i'm not trading it it's a dual whip pin Aww. Oh, that's really cute. I'm keeping it. I'm sorry. I'm not no, I don't away. be sorry. No, there are some <laughs> pins that I will not get rid of. Like my Dinglehopper pin, I will not trade. My Bell pin, I will not trade. I just have a few that I found and I love them and I will not trade them for anything. Pin trading did start at Disney World. They've always had pins at Disney, but with the kickoff of the Millennium Celebration in October of 1999 in Walt Disney World, they began a new tradition of Disney pin trading. And the other fun thing that some of the cast members do is they'll turn the pin around. And so it'll be a blind pin or a secret pin. And you can choose that one and you don't know what you're getting. So you're kind Ooh. of kind of like makes a little bit more magic to it. And there was even one cast member that had us answer trivia questions in order to pin to in order to trade more than one pin <laughs> so like i don't know some of the cast members get really into it and they also like sometimes i'll want to trade a pin and they're like oh are you sure you want to trade that one that one's a really cool one but i don't know much about the pins right and so i found that was really nice that some of them were like that's a really cool one maybe you should look at another one that you might want to trade <laughs> we just love it so much and i think it's an it's a really fun um souvenir that you can bring home from Disney and you can just have all these pins and you can also just buy the pins they have I mean pins all over thousands of them all over everywhere and they have the blind bags too yes. and we got yes. some of those and they run from anywhere between like ten dollars and some of them they're kind of expensive they're they something like they're like a hundred dollars for a pin oh, really? but yeah if it's a rare one so, yeah so I'm cute. also a member of a Facebook pin trading group and they have pins on there that you can trade and I don't know it's just really fun I love pin trading it's super fun well thank you guys so much Gina for just sharing the fun of planning a Disney trip because we all know we all love it obviously because we all sell Disney trips now and um, for Margie talking to us about pin trading we could talk a whole show on pin trading because um there's just we started a thing where we were giving our kids one for every year and then I'm like oh my gosh this could get out of control every time we go they get that pin and then if they ride a new ride they get a pin you know it could get totally crazy but yes it is a very cool thing especially for younger children because it's something that exciting for them to look forward to for kids that you need a distraction that is something I know that Joey loved looking at every pin thing that we went to so and as a mom I just needed to add that it was really hard for me sometimes to see my kids trade a certain pin. I'm like, don't trade that one. But I just had to remember that they, it is their, I mean, it's their pin, it's their trip. Like they can do what they want with it. And, you know, I, it just, I had to like step back a lot of times and just let them have the fun of pin trading too. I think that you have to do like you do with art projects as a parent. I'm just, my kids are older, so I can tell you guys this. Take pictures of your child with their art projects because I had a hard time getting rid of them even though they had seen better days. Do the same thing for your pin trading. Just take a picture of them with that pin so you can show that they did have it, but they did trade it away. And then that way you have that memory that was special to you even though if they didn't realize it was a special memory. Or go so. back and trade it for yourself with one of your pins. There so that you, you go. Can or do that. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, or our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. And be sure to listen to Friday's show with Vicki and Kaylee. They're going to be doing part two of the Disney Broadway shows discussion with their guest, Josiah. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, ladies, this was a lot of fun, but I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Adventure is out there. Have a magical day, my friends.